Welcome to the Broadway Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Paul Moores and I will be your host. We're so excited to release new content every month and we are thankful that you would take time out of your schedule to listen. We would really appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast on your podcast app because it really does help people find us and connect with the content. Today is the second part of our Discovering Your Staff Culture series. Pastor Simon Gao who's the executive director of City Reach Care Society, is leading us through a discussion of discovering your staff culture. So we're going to jump right back into the discussion with the third Broadway Church staff culture priority. Let's get into it. This is great. Let's move on to the third Broadway Church staff culture priority. And um, you might need to define this one a little bit here yeah. because it's a word that we think of something else when we think of it, the, the priority. Why don't you go ahead and share that? Yeah, it, it is a little bit of a, uh, a weird one for some people. So stick with me. Okay. The third priority for us, or for our staff culture is we stay fit. Mm. We stay fit. Pump and iron? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, we, we stay fit. Now, um, what we're referring to is we're committed to soul care mm-hmm. and self-care. Soul care and self-care. So when we say we stay fit, we, we, yes, we're referring to being physically fit, um, but we're also referring to being spiritually fit as well. How do those two things interact? Like you seem to be th- talking about two different things, like like donuts and devotions can't be exactly <laughs> the same type of thing. Like, are you saying that both of these things can affect us as much as the other? Yeah, when we think soul care, think of like the spiritual care or your emotional care. And when you think self-care, think of your physical care or your mental care. Um, and what we've, what we've come to realize, uh, and again, this is not we as like we've discovered this on our own, but through some great teaching and, and learning mm-hmm. in this area, um, our personal life is intrinsically linked to our work life. And so our personal, what we're doing in our personal uh, realm of living, it, it's going to make a difference in our job performance, in our effectiveness, in our productivity at work. And uh, so when we take care of our soul and we take care of our, our ourselves first, um, it actually makes a big difference on our staff. And that matters to the people uh, the people around us. Um, we, we really believe that the, the speed of the leader sets the speed for the whole team. Yes. And uh, we as staff members, we, we understand that we are role models, not only for our teams and our volunteers, but for our congregation as well. And so we, we really accept that, that um, level of being a role model on. What are some ways that Broadway Church puts soul care or self-care to the, to the front? Um, we, we invented something. It's, it's new to us for sure. A number of years ago called pack groups. We call them prayer and care groups. Um, and, uh, our whole staff is broken up in a part of a prayer and care group. And so every single Tuesday morning, uh, we meet together in these prayer and care groups and we keep each other accountable for our Bible reading, our devotional life, mm. and we pray for one another. And so we we're all reading through the Bible together on a, a yearly Bible plan. And uh, we talk about what we read in the scriptures that week, how God spoke to us. And then we spend some time praying for one another. And that alone, it's, it's a practice. If you look at just week, week by week, it might seem like the needle's not moving too much. Ah, great. Mm-hmm. Someone shared a devotion with us and we prayed for one another. Yay, yay, yay. But you add that up month after month, year after year, and people feel um, that they are cared for in an organization. Their soul is being lifted up. It's a great, healthy work environment that they know they're, 
are on a trusted team of people. And uh, that alone is, is something that we as a church not only just say, hey, we want to be committed to staying fit, but we're, we're actually going to say, we're going to take some steps to actually help you mm-hmm. stay fit. How much more in a context of a church where integrity, spirituality, our, our spiritual health is one of the things that we try and pass on to people. It's not just yep. something that makes us better. We believe it's something uh, embracing a Christian worldview and and knowing Christ in your heart is something that makes makes everyone and everything better. Yeah, abs- great. absolutely. Tell us the question that is attached to we stay fit. Okay, so this, que- this is the question we ask ourselves. Am I making healthy choices today so I can be effective tomorrow? Am I making healthy choices today so I can be effective tomorrow? Like we know that um, our, our marriages outside of our work life actually play a role in our work life, right? Mm-hmm. We, we know that our physical health will actually affect our, our, our work productivity. If, um, if we think of our, our workplace as a soccer team, mm-hmm. if, if one member, our, our starting midfielder goes and breaks his leg, uh, it's going to be a really tough time for him to contribute on the field for mm-hmm. us. And so, we ask ourselves this question by by recognizing that how we live our life, how we stay fit in our personal life actually affects our work life. So am I making healthy choices today so I can be effective tomorrow? That's great. That's This is really good. I've enjoyed this so far. We're going on to number four now, our fourth Broadway staff culture priority. Why don't you share that with us? Number four is we pursue excellence. We pursue excellence. Uh, we're, 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 we This is a really big deal to us around here um, that everything we do we want to do it to the best of our ability. Um, and uh, there's a, a saying we say around the halls of our, our church all the time. Mm-hmm. It's that'll do, won't do. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. That's how we sign off every one of our Broadway Church leadership podcasts is that'll do, won't do. So I'll tell you what it means for me, and yeah. then you can kind of share a little bit about what it means in, in the uh, staff culture context. But we believe that leadership is so important that just kind of making it through by guess or by golly with, with throwing things into the air and hoping that they land in the mm-hmm. right place, that that just won't do, that it's so important, that it's important that we do it with excellence, with intentionality. And, and so that's what it means to us. Yeah. Uh, explain a little bit more about in your staff culture context. No, you nailed it, man. So if you're doing a project and you're like 90% of the way done and you're like, ah, it's good enough, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it, we're almost there. At this point, no one's going to care if it's awesome or if it's just good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you think to yourself, yeah, that'll do. We're saying, stop what you're thinking. Stop what you're doing. That'll do, won't do. It, it's mm-hmm. not good enough then. If you can do better, do better. M- m- make it better if you, if you can. And it doesn't mean that we we don't settle for anything less than perfection. That's good. I was going to ask you, uh, differentiate between perfection and, and excellence because their, their drivenness you know, even going back to our, our soul care, self-care, some people are mm-hmm. so driven that it affects their mental health and 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 anxiety uh, sets in. So differentiate between perfection and, and what you're saying is excellence. Yeah, perfection is this like unachievable standard that would just drive mm-hmm. anyone nuts if, if that's all that we would settle for. So we define excellence by, by saying we're going to do the best with the resources that we have available to us. 
We're going to do our best with the resources that we have available to us. So that could be financial resources. Like there's going to be a a limit to what financial resources Mm. we can spend on a project. We understand we're working within budget. Uh, There's going to be a time limit that we can actually give to a project. Uh, There's going to be a people limit or or a volunteer limit that we might uh, come up against. And so we define excellence by doing your best with the resources that you have available. Why don't you share the question that it's attached to number four? So the question uh, attached is, what am I doing to make it better? Again, it's back to the personal. So what am I doing to make it better? What can I add? How can I bring more creativity, more vision, um, uh, more innovation, more hard work to this one specific project? What am I doing to make it better? And if if we as a staff, we all ask that question, Mm -hmm. like you know that that thing, that project, that event is going to be done with excellence. Sure. That's great. We've made it to number five in our Broadway staff culture covenant. Why don't you share this priority? We give and we receive feedback. We give and receive feedback. It, it might seem like a simple one, but but it's so, so important. We are just, we're committed to this idea of mutual feedback and accountability. Uh, this is really, really big for us. We, we want to make our promises carefully mm-hmm. and we, we want to keep those promises. And so we welcome the feedback and, and we, we were committed to like learning from our mistakes, actually using some of that feedback. But as you know, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, not all feedback is equal. Well, and, and so I'm envisioning uh, feedback, be, if you're committed to it, someone's storming into your office and just letting off, letting off steam uh, or, uh, you, you know, that can't be what you're talking about in right. pro- pro- promoting a healthy staff culture. What are the systems for feedback and accountability or what are some, some guidelines or best practices when it comes to giving and receiving feedback and accountability? I think uh, just fundamentally understanding feedback, that feedback isn't always all good and it's not always all bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we a, a debt of gratitude to Sheila Heen and, and her book, uh, Thanks for the Feedback. We've, we've walked through that as a staff mm-hmm. together. And um, we've learned that there are supportive mirrors in our life and honest mirrors in our life. And the uh, honest mirrors in our life sometimes tell us some hard facts mm-hmm. and uh, things that are harder to hear, but they're mm-hmm. honest and, and it comes from a good place. They care for us. And then the supportive mirrors are, are the, you know, the people in our life that just continue continually pat us on, on the back and tell us all the good things that we already think about ourselves. And, and so we, we really fundamentally have learned that um, uh, <laughs> you can kind of, what we say is uh, you chew and spit. Okay. So, so you, you, you take in that feedback, you chew it up a mm-hmm. little bit, and then you spit out what doesn't make sense or is, isn't working. Sure. And so you can't possibly need only supportive mirrors right. or only uh, honest mirrors in your life there's a combination of both, right? Or, or you need you need a, a good a person who's a friend or or, or a good coworker to be both of those things at different times, right? Ab- absolutely. And so I think as a staff, knowing this is a, is a culture priority to us. Um, we offer this kind of feedback constantly, mm-hmm. and uh, it really does keep us accountable. When 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 someone screws up, when someone makes a mistake. We we in love we can come around that person and say hey this wasn't our best effort how do we how do we make this better next time mm-hmm. and I can even I can hear people's eyes rolling right now as they hear this they're going that would never work in my staff culture okay. we would never welcome that kind of honest feedback mm-hmm. um, on job performance or, or we don't have nearly the loving environment where that could be received 
it would only come from selfish places or angry places. Or, um, and again, so that's just part of our staff culture where mm-hmm. I think um, well, it speaks to some of our other um, uh, priorities, but uh, the fact that we're willing to work together and we want to see the mission and the vision of our organization succeed. And so we're willing to have those hard conversations mm-hmm. in the trenches, so to speak, so that uh, we can continue to pursue excellence together. I remember a few years ago when we started the preaching lab yeah. at Broadway Church, and it was an opportunity to practice your sermon in front of a group of the staff and get some input on it. And it was an idea that we tried that's since become part of our, our regular rhythm. I remember sharing that idea with other friends in ministry and them saying, oh, I could never do that. Or oh, we we could never do that on our staff. They, either the insecurity of having that sort of um, exposure uh, yeah. and, and yet having been someone who's brought their sermon to the preaching lab uh, a few times, I know that I live for that type of feedback now, that I don't feel as prepared. I feel exposed and vulnerable if I don't. Don't submit don't to the lab. Have, don't have that type of uh, yeah. type of interaction. Yeah. So our, our preaching lab is a, is a great example of this, where we are, are actually welcoming mutual feedback and accountability. So uh, whoever's preaching that Sunday uh, will pre-write their sermon a week in advance mm-hmm. and then preach it to a, a group of preachers, uh, mm-hmm. staff members. Um, and we try to get a diverse group from different generations and cultures, and we try to give the best feedback that we can. Um, and I've been in some of those sessions too, and it is, it is honest mm-hmm. and but supportive, but supportive, and it's given in love. But saying, "Hey, your, your sermon's a six right now, and we want to bring it to an eight. So if you, if you, you know, take your number one point and make that number two point, and and take that joke that you told right before mm-hmm. point three, and and." Make it funnier, <laughs> or or whatever it is, and and we we help we help at that stage. The sermon's complete. We're just mm-hmm. helping put the finishing touches on it and sure. helping craft maybe some of the ordering of some stuff and and uh, and able to add some feedback before the sermon's actually preached. Sure, yeah. uh, and it's been like you said, incredibly helpful. But mm-hmm. I've learned the humility of. I've slaved over the sermon for 30 hours and I'm, I'm submitting it to the lab and I'm preaching it up to a bunch of my peers and they're tearing it apart very critically mm-hmm. saying, you know, con- constructive criticism, but saying, hey, this isn't good enough or you lost me here or that was boring or that didn't make sense or that transition was not nearly smooth enough. And I, as, as the preacher who just poured myself into the sermon, you re- you're taken back and you say, hey, like, is feedback something I value? Am I going to just hide behind the fact that I think this is good enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or am I saying, no, I want to be better. And I want, I want the organization to be better. I want my congregation to receive a better, uh, more inspiring word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's a very uh, humbling process, but I'm better for it by taking that advice, by submitting to that, uh, by receiving that feedback. And that added accountability in my life, it makes us better as an organization. And so when the whole staff gets on board with this type of idea, uh, we're actually able to um, excel as an organization. Why don't you share the question that's attached to the fifth Broadway staff culture covenant priority? Yeah, here's the question. Am I open and looking for feedback? Mm. Am I not just open, but am I looking for feedback? Uh, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm open to it. And then we, we kind of angle ourselves that we don't ever actually have to receive it. But when we go looking for feedback, you ask people for their opinion, they'll, they'll give it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so we want to encourage our staff to be open, uh, open and looking for feedback. That's great, Pastor Simon. We're moving on to number six now, uh, our sixth Broadway staff culture covenant priority. Why don't you share that with us? Okay, number six is we build teams. We build okay. teams. Uh, we're, we're committed to team building and collaboration. Um, and uh, we, we want to respect uh, those that we work with. We want to make other voices heard. Um, building teams, it, it, it forces us to deal with conflict in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, we, and we can actually work towards win-win solutions. Um, now, this sounds a little bit like we empower others mm. uh, or empowering others. Uh, kind of tell me what, how, how are these things different? Yeah, uh, I, I see how they can be similar in, in ways, but they're, they're different than empowering others because the teams that we build really have to do with bringing uh, maybe different ministries in our organization together or uh, enlisting volunteers to come alongside of us in, in the journey. Uh, it really means that we're not doing anything alone. We're always working mm-hmm. in team. And um I've really found that there's a real joy in doing stuff together. Sure. You're not so isolated in ministry. It's not as lonely. Um, one h- huge thing that we, we've, we've spent a lot of time doing here at, at Broadway is what we call tearing down silos. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those like old grain silos mm-hmm. in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Alberta. And Alberta. Most of Canada. <laughs> yes. And uh, they keep all this grain, these big grain elevators, mm-hmm. these silos, and they're all separate from each other. Sure. And if ministries within our organization all run separate from each other, they're not communicating, mm-hmm. uh, they're all standing alone, uh, it's really easy to create um, competitiveness, infighting, sure. backbiting, uh, miscommunication, misaligned values, uh, not understanding vision together. But when we build teams, we break down those silos. We, we break down those walls th- that divide us. And we say, we get someone from the kids department and someone from the the um, creative department and someone from the worship department, all on the same team together to all um, bring their perspective or or Crucial Conversations mm-hmm. has taught us this, this phrase, we fill the pool of meaning. Sure. And we, we bring all our best information together uh, to be able to run an event or an activity or, or ministry. So after having been on staff here as, as long as I have, I would say that no one of these is more defining to Broadway Church staff culture than this for me personally. Yeah. Seeing the difference of, of working in other contexts and working here, the team and building the team is so important to everything that Broadway does. And what I realized uh, about once I kind of got this and understood this was that every ministry event is actually two events. Hmm. It's it's yep. the ministry you do with the team and it's and it's the ministry of the team. Wow. Right, yep. it's like you you put on this event, and how did it go? And and but then there's the whole how did the team do, and and how did you the team connect? How did they work together? How, what did they learn? And so that's been really powerful for me to actually see a multiplication of ministry through doing it in teams because you do something better together, obviously, but but also that you do the team has a, an event that they did together. And then there was a group of people that experienced the love of Jesus or experienced uh, you know, a, a mercy ministry mm-hmm. or or something like that, or or kids that that had fun that wouldn't otherwise have, you know, those type of things, uh, that was also an effective use of our time. Sometimes I've been part of a team event where maybe the attendance wasn't as good as we had hoped. Yeah. And yet, because we did it as a team, there was something very redeemable about that time because the team worked very well together and had a great experience. Yeah. And, and 
I, I don't mean to make light of how easy team building is. It, it's hard work. Uh, working in team, it, it takes longer. It takes more effort, more energy, but the end result is, is often, or mm-hmm. should I say always, it's better. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the downside of, of team building is how much conflict can happen. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Right? Because you have, you have strong opinions around a table now and different departments and, and different ways of seeing the world. And mm-hmm. so conflict is, is more readily accessible. Sure. Um, but when you work through that conflict as a team, a conflict's not bad. It just mm-hmm. needs to be dealt with. And uh, when, you, when you actually can deal with that conflict, your end result is it, it's stronger and you gain a, a bigger and better buy-in mm-hmm. from the organization. Yes, the, you're developing leaders when you're building teams. Let's go. You're not just doing tasks. You are developing leaders. Yep. Tell us the question that's attached to number six. Okay, the question we ask ourselves is, am I asking for help? Mm-hmm. Am I asking for help? Uh, again, this is similar to the previous question of, am I open and looking for feedback? But this is something that we are, we're actually having to engage, be intentional about asking for help. That we're not lone rangers in ministry. Uh, we're not just on our own trying to, push our own purposes forward, but we're saying, hey, we want to come in in a team. Am I I asking for help? We're going to pause it right there. We hope that you are hearing principles that will help you discover your staff culture where you are, and uh, not just a recap of how we uh, did our staff culture here at Broadway Church. We hope this is helpful for you in your context to help discover the staff culture where you're working. Thanks so much for joining us, the Broadway Church Leadership Podcast. Want to give a big thanks to our audio producer, Mr. Grant McAllister, for making everything sound great and for writing that cool jingle you'll hear at the beginning and end of every podcast. Remember, we do this podcast because when it comes to leadership, that'll do just what we do. See you next month. Mm-hmm.